Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to the podcast. I'm grateful for you to log in as you do uh, each week and appreciate your support. Uh, I want to say to you also, I want to welcome any of you who have questions or comments that you would like to share uh, as a part of any of our segments. Uh, you're, You're definitely welcome to send those to me. Uh, You can message them, you can text them, you can email them, and I'll be more than delighted to respond as soon as I can. As always, I hope that you are remaining safe, you and your family, uh, during this time, uh, strange times we're living in, and it seems strange to us, but when you consider history, you already know how I am about history. I'm a history buff. Um, When you reflect on how things were, um, it seems that in each decade there's been something challenging that the generations of that time had to endure and deal with. Um, The 20s, the stock market crash, the the 30s, um, the rebuilding of our economy, the New Deal that was introduced um, by President Roosevelt. Uh, A great change also changing over from a Republican government to a Democratic uh, government. Uh, Then, of course, the 40s led in the the war. Um, The, what was it, began as a European war that later evolved uh, in for the end of 41, beginning of 42, as the World War. World War II, um, the, the, the catastrophes that occurred, the millions of lives that were lost, um, and then the 50s uh, brought in the industrial boom of having to re- actually rebuild the world uh, that had been destroyed. Um, the 60s brought in the um, uh, uh, racial discrimination, the civil rights activism, and uh, the many, many assassinations that occurred during that decade. Um, the 70s brought in a revitalization movement. Um, uh, the president. Uh, had to resign, Uh, the gas rations of the 70s, all of that. Uh, The 80s was the uh, Iran-Contra with Ali North. I'm sure you all remember that. Uh, The changing over from, again, the the democratic style of government to republicanism when uh, Ronald Reagan was elected president. Then, of course, the 90s, and that comes into the modern and current times. Uh, 2000s, the beginning of a new uh, millennium, uh, brought in the beginning of uh, um, stateside terrorism. I remember as a little boy, we would hear about all of the atrocities that happened in the Middle East, uh, Beirut, Lebanon, I mean, everywhere in the world, but nothing 
ever remotely was even considered to ever, ever occur uh, on American soil. We just, it just never could happen. And then in 2001, bam, what occurred over there had its inception over here. Well, actually it began before that because I remember I was in Dallas going to mortuary school. I was in mortuary college and um, was it in 95? It was either 94 or 95 um, when the federal building in Oklahoma City. I think that was the first act of um, domestic terrorism that I can recall off the top of my head. And then here 2001 came. And then there was also in 99, 98 or 99, the World Trade Center bombing. And then, of course, in 2001, when they brought it down. Uh, these things never were even remotely considered to happen on American soil. And when it did, we were all taken aback. I mean, it was just, we could never imagine that happening. Uh, I remember the words of uh, Malcolm X when uh, it was a very controversial, what was considered to be a controversial statement. Nonetheless, um, uh, it was factual. Uh, he said, the chickens have come home to roost when um, our president uh, Kennedy was assassinated I guess in a sense we can say that about all of these atrocities um, it's, it's, it, it has just happened um, we really don't know all of the details of things that occur we're only provided the information that uh, is necessary I suppose what is deemed necessary by those who are in authority. And so there's always another side to the story. We don't know how the view of our position is in global politics from the outside perspective. We only know what it is from the inside perspective. However, these things have occurred. And I, it just came to my mind in this particular podcast to just kind of discuss for a few moments. How do we remain positive uh, with all of this going on? And, and I mean, even now, we're experiencing this explosion. I want to say implosion rather than explosion uh, of uh, divisive domestic terrorism of different sorts. I mean, there's... Uh, the attack on our law enforcement, uh, the, the perceived attack on us, uh, because I am African American, by our law enforcement personnel. Um, there's just a lot. There's just a lot. Um, we can, I, I don't want to be a Sean Hannity or a Rush Limbaugh and go into all of that. Uh, I, I don't want to get into a political debate over it because everybody has varying opinions about it. Uh, we just had a young man in Chicago um, last evening um, that was gunned down by Chicago police. 
Um, and um, it is reported that he had a gun. He was only 13 years old. And, you know, again, we could get into a debate about it. I have my own personal feelings about it. But at the end of the day, the question is in this particular segment, how do you remain positive? I think, first of all, we need to take example from persons who have uh, walked this path before us. Um, when the wars were in effect, uh, people didn't hang out, they didn't loiter, they, they went out when they needed to, and they remained in the house. Um, Dad was careful to make sure that all of his chickens were in his chicks were in the nest, um, and th there were just measures of safety and precaution. In this day, in this generation, what makes safety such a challenge is that. I think people take good common sense suggestions as an infringement on liberty or their independence. I've been watching even uh, Dr. Anthony Fausti, how he has been uh, trying his best to keep us safe. Uh, he, was, he testified before Congress uh, recently and He's not a politician. He's not a law enforcement. He's medical personnel. And all of his suggestions are centered around the nucleus of keeping our people safe. Keeping our citizens safe. And he's doing it to, to help us. And yet he's under attack. When are you going to lift the restrictions? When are you going to allow us to go back to normalcy? As if though he has a switch available to him on the wall to turn the pandemic off. Um, and they're attacking the man who's trying to help them. I think even in the sense of this um, campaign of defunding law enforcement and the attack on police... Sure, they make mistakes. Geez, we all do. Um, you know, I'm not taking any side. I'm just analyzing the situation to say, uh, I, you know, and using this purview that if you've never worn the shoes, you can't say how they feel. Uh, you, you don't know what you would do in the split second. And sometimes these officers have to, more often than not, make a decision within moments of a second, within eons of a second. I mean, just participles of a second. They don't even have a whole second to make a decision. And they're out there to keep us safe. And they don't know, I mean, they, they don't, you know, they don't have radars, they don't have uh, x-ray vision to look into person a person's intentions or or any of that and uh, yet they're under attack 
doctors and medical personnel who are telling us to wear your mask, remain safe, keep distancing. We don't want to do it. We want to be free. All of this is going on. People are trying to live. People are trying to rebuild their lives after losing loved ones. People are trying to rebuild their lives after losing their jobs, losing their businesses, losing their only means of income and support. Uh, there's upheavals. I mean, there are even people who have lost their families. This this pandemic and the stress from all this has even caused relationships, such a strain on relationships, until people have separated, some have divorced. I mean, you, there there's no way of really knowing just how extensive the the fallout from this pandemic is or has been for many people. How do you remain positive? Our children, uh, they've been uh, instructed to stay home. They, uh, they can't go out and play. They can't go out and ride their bike. They can't go to the park. Our playgrounds have been closed down. Um, it has, this has really been a challenge. Churches are closed. I mean, everything, the whole world has been on lockdown. It's been on a timeout. How do you remain positive amidst all this? Um, and it's very difficult. I empathize and sympathize with everybody because this is, this situation has brought out the human side of all of us, the common denominator. And I think the first thing we have to do is, first of all, we can't blame each other and seek to destroy each other. We, that's, that's the first thing. Being destructive, uh, passing the buck, pointing the finger will not make any of this better. Um, seeking to harm uh, people will not do it. Uh, we've got to, in some way, keep our focus on where do we go from here? How do we rebuild? And really, I think, uh, if we would embrace the possibility and the reality of we can do more work together, we can be more effective together, we can be more instrumental together, we can be uh, more of a support to each other, uh, helping each other to get back on our feet. I appreciate our governmental officials who have sought to do the best they could with sending out stimulus. The people say, oh, it's just a drop in the bucket. Well, when your tongue is parched, even if it is a little drop of water, it feels good for the moment. And so, at least there's been some effort. Some effort is better than none. If we can stop the, the fighting, if we can stop the bickering, and if we can... Uh, disarm ourselves from pointing aiming our guns and cannons at each other that's the first thing let's see how can we do this together and of course there are those who are going to be negative I understand that there are those that you just can't change that, that aspect but you'll have to know how to separate the, uh, the good from the bad so to speak you'll, you'll have to know how to divide 
separate. Um, be sure that you guard your heart, your mind, and your attentions from negative. That's the first thing. The second thing, after establishing where do we go from here, the second thing is we have to devise a plan, a method. And I'm speaking in generalities according to what you need to do in your particular situation. Devise a plan and a method to initiate your rebuild. And again, as I said, in the post-war era, the industrial boom of the 1950s, they had to come up with a way to rebuild. Uh, Cars were being manufactured. They had to build highways. They had to rebuild railways. They had to build homes. Um, They came up with a plan. You have to come up with a plan to rebuild. You can't be bitter and sit on the curb being mad at everybody, pointing the finger at everybody. Uh, You'll never get anywhere that way. You've got to come up with a plan to rebuild. And then thirdly, you've got to be committed to the plan. See it through. Walk it through. Hey, it's not going to happen overnight. But be committed to the plan. And part of your commitment to your plan is to have patience. And when I say walk it through, walking step by step is a little more challenging than running. Running is a leap. You leap over uh, your leap, your, your prance is like five to six steps at a time. Well, when you're rebuilding, sometimes that's not wise. That can become more catastrophic uh, than positive. Uh, don't take strides. Take step by step. Be sure of every decision and choice that you make and be committed to your rebuild. And include your family. Parents, include your children. This is a vital time for them to experience, to gain the knowledge and the experience of putting things back together after they've fallen apart. If this happened, if if, uh, catastrophes happen in your lifetime, they will certainly happen in theirs after you're gone. So you've got to give them these tools to prepare them for what to do, how to do, when it happens again. Because remember the cliche, uh, what goes around comes around, um, nothing new under the sun, history repeats itself. It'll happen again. I just gave you an analogy at the beginning of our podcast that there's something that happens in every every 10 years, in every decade. There's been something, and I just gave that to over the last 100 years uh, of, of what has happened in each decade. It won't stop after you're gone, after I'm gone. It'll continue to happen. We've got to give our our kids the tools that are necessary. And you'll find if you stay, if if your mind is committed and you're busy putting things together, you're busy planning, you're busy strategizing, you're busy rebuilding. You know what what that does? That keeps you preoccupied. Your thinking, your mind preoccupied, your energies preoccupied, your efforts preoccupied. To the degree that you don't have and you won't have time to be anything else 
but positive. You won't have time to be negative. You won't have time for the, the bickering and the squabbling and the fighting that goes on on the sidelines with persons who have nothing but idle, uh, idle their energies. They're, they're existing in neutral. They're not in reverse. They're not in drive. They're just sitting still. Of course, when you're doing nothing, you've got plenty of time to bicker. You've got plenty of time to criticize. You've got plenty of time to um, point fingers. You've got uh, plenty of time to take pot shots because you're not doing anything. But if you're busy with a positive effort, with a positive strategy, with a positive plan uh, being executed, it gives you less time for all of the negatives. So again, let's try to stay positive. Take these three principles that I just mentioned to you. Work with them. Ignore the negatives. Um, uh, see the benefit of being of working together. Devise a plan and a method and be committed to that. See it all the way through. And take these, I know it, 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 these weren't very deep, I know. It wasn't, this podcast didn't contain a lot of um, impressive diction. I understand that, I know. Very simple, very plain, I know. But sometimes the simple and the plain is just as effective as those things that we consider to be very, very deep and impressive. Work with this. Uh, and again, show, be an example to your children. Be an example to your family. Be an example to each other. That we can stick together. We can do this together. We can come out of this together. And then later on, we can be better together. Have a good evening. Take care of yourselves. Continue to be safe. And let's uh, uh, do some good things. Let's move forward and come out of this in positive ways. Have a good one.